today and want to read the passage of scripture into your hearing. I believe this is what the Lord would have for our consideration uh, on today. It's out of the Gospel of St. Luke, St. Luke chapter 13. I want to read verses 10 through 13. Thank God I've been delivered from preaching holidays. Really preach what the Lord has given me for you. St. Luke chapter 13, beginning with verse 10. And he was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath. And behold, there was a woman which had a spirit of infirmity 18 years and was bowed together and could in no wise lift up herself. And when Jesus saw her, he called her to him and said unto her, Woman, thou art loose from thine infirmity. And he laid his hands on her, and immediately she was made straight and glorified God. And that's what I want to talk about for the next few minutes. That I come to give him glory. Amen. Will you say that with me? I come. I come. Give him glory. God bless you. You may be seated in the presence of God. It was a Pentecostal praise and worship song that simply said, You won't leave here like you came. In Jesus' name. I see I'm not by myself this morning. He said, bound, uh -huh. oppressed, yes. afflicted, mm -hmm. sick or lame, for the power of the Lord is still the same. Yes. You won't leave here like you came Amen. in Jesus' name. Yes. And this text today speaks of a woman who must have believed that despite all that she had been through, uh -huh. uh, that if she could just keep making it to worship, Something was bound to happen positive for her Amen. in the house of the Lord. All right. I just believe that given her painful condition and the length of time she endured it, she didn't want to take a chance on missing something by missing worship. Mm -hmm. She just believed that God might do anything at worship. Uh -huh. I'm sure she had heard about how... Uh, those sick could come, but then leave healed. Mm -hmm. She heard about how those depressed could come, but then leave delivered. Mm -hmm. She heard about how those bound could come, but then leave set free. Mm -hmm. She heard how those depressed could come, but then leave with burdens lifted. Mm -hmm. And I believe she just figured that it was no telling what could happen if she made it to church one more time. Yeah, yeah. Obviously for uh, this woman, I'm sure many of you are familiar with her, despite her condition, church was a time of great expectation. All right. She had much trouble in her life, but she valued worship so highly that she just felt that if she could make it to worship, mm -hmm. just maybe she could get a word from the Lord. Uh -huh and a touch from the master that she would not have to leave there like she came in Jesus' name. Uh -huh. 
I said worship for her was a time of expectation. Yes. Brothers and sisters, every time we come into the sanctuary, it ought to be a time of great expectation. Yes. You ought to come into Cornerstone looking for God and expecting God to do some extraordinary things. I don't know about you this morning, but I got up and came here because I still believe God is a healer. I'm here today, I still believe God is a deliverer. I'm here today because I still believe he's able to set you free from whatever has you bound. And so we don't come here spectating to see what someone else has on, to see what someone else is doing, but we come here for the Lord to have his way in our situation. We come expecting God to do a new thing. We come determined and expecting not to leave here the same way that we came. I don't know how you feel about that, but it doesn't make much sense to me to get up and press our way here and then leave the same way that we came. I don't know who I'm preaching to, but I know somebody in here had a rough week last week. But I'm here to tell you, we serve a God who's able to make your next week your best week. I know some folk act like their favorite hymn is, I came to Jesus just as I was, and I left him the same way I came. But I stop by to tell you, the devil is a liar. Whenever you have a real encounter with Jesus, you don't ever have to leave the same way you came. You can leave like the wise men left. The wise men from the east, the Bible says they came one way, but they went back another way. When you have faith and expectation in what God can do in your situation, listen, God will show up and give you a transformation. No sense coming to a church and leaving worse than you were when you came in. I come to worship to experience the power of a true and living God. The text is tailored to teach us, I believe today, that when we come to the house of the Lord, There ought to be an expectation of having a connection with God. Uh We ought come here seeking the face of the Lord. We ought come seeking to encounter the presence of God. Mm -hmm. Look in this text for just a few minutes at this woman's expectation. I really like this woman. I like her expectation and really her determination as well because for one, she did not allow those at the synagogue who were not interested in her healing to stop her from encountering Jesus. The Bible lets us know in verse 14 of this chapter that there was a ruler of the synagogue there who was angry that Jesus encountered and healed this woman on the Sabbath day. Uh Listen, you think after 18 years of suffering, everybody would be happy for this woman whatever day of the week she got her healing. At least those in the church ought to be shouting, but the text just reveals that there are two types of worshipers. Uh, One was concerned about rituals and ceremonial laws and form and fashion and rules. But this woman worshiper was concerned with having a personal encounter with the Lord. And so listen how the story opens up. The Bible says that Jesus was in one of the synagogues. Uh, Don't skip over that. The Bible doesn't say he was in the synagogue. The Bible says he was in one of the synagogues. Now listen, if he's in one of the synagogues, that means two things. 
Number one, it means there's more than one synagogue. Number two, it means he's not in all the synagogues. The Bible says he was in one of them. A whole lot of folk uh, go about go around and about talking about what they're looking for, the church, this ministry, and that ministry. I think they do better finding a church where Jesus is there. The Bible says he's in one of the synagogues. Bible says, what's he doing there, Pastor? He was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath day. And listen, if there's any place and any time where and when Jesus ought to be seen, it ought at least be in the church on the Sunday morning. If there's any place, any time where the love of Jesus ought to be seen and felt in the behavior, attitude, and actions of the believers, it ought at least be seen at the church house on Sunday morning. Amen. There ain't no sense in being in church mad. We run into enough mad folk Monday through Saturday. I heard David, the psalmist, say, I wasn't mad. He said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. And among the many that were there on that Sabbath in the synagogue, the Bible says, Behold, there was a woman there which had a spirit of infirmity. Now listen, if she has an infirmity, that connotes she had an issue with her body. But if she has a spirit of infirmity, that connotes she has an issue with her body and her mind. And it appeared in this case perhaps to really have started in her mind and then worked its way to her body. We're greeted with the word and, that's a conjunction, and it's followed by was bowed together and could in no wise lift up herself. You do know so many problems start mental but then become physical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Bible says we are fearfully and wonderfully made. Listen, studies have demonstrated again and again that uh, uh, thoughts affect neurotransmitters, uh, the chemical messengers that allow the brain to communicate with different parts of the body uh, uh, and different parts of itself and the nervous system. Neurotransmitters control virtually all of the body's functions from feeling happy to modulating hormones to dealing with stress. Therefore, our thoughts influence our bodies directly because the body interprets the messages coming from the brain to prepare us for whatever is expected. I'm not a medical doctor, but I did stay at a Holiday Inn one night. I'm just trying to tell you cognitions can affect body states. Can I preach it just a little while? And that's why the enemy is after you. He figures if he can get in your mind, the rest of your body will follow. No wonder Philippians 2.5 says, you ought to let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. And so the Bible says she had this spirit of infirmity. How long? The Bible says 18 years and was bowed together. She had a severe uh, curvature of the spine. The curvature of the spine that she has caused her to stand bent over. Think about that. For 18 years, she could never stand erect. For 18 years, she was literally doubled over. And she really is a picture of humanity without Christ in that sense, 
because the Bible says not only was she bowed together 18 years, but then it says she could in no wise lift up her own self. What a predicament to be in. Not only bent over, but in no way able to lift yourself up. And because she was bent over so drastically for so long, listen, she could never see up. All she could see was the ground bent over. But I like her again because she did not allow her condition to stop her from coming to worship. Even after 18 years of suffering, and, and listen, listen, think about it. This is the last time recorded in all of Scripture where there's any record of Jesus ever going back to the synagogue. And so just think about what would have happened to this woman if she had decided to miss worship on that day. And I declare today, if anybody had a reason not to go to church, I believe this woman might have a reason. But this woman was a worshiping woman. She was sincere. She was passionate about her worship. I know it took her a whole lot of time to get ready, but she did not allow any inconvenience to stop her from making it to worship. I'm sure she had a hard time getting dressed, but she was still able to make it to worship. I know it was a painful experience, but she was determined to make it to worship. And uh, I'm sure as she would shuffle in, she was the object of curious stares on one hand, and the object of sympathetic stares on the other hand, but none of that bothered her. She was just glad to be in the service one more time. Yeah. Remember, I told you she was doubled over, and so all she could see was the ground. But then verse 6, uh, this chapter says something interesting. Uh, verse 12 of this chapter says something happened when she got to worship. <laughs> What does it say? The Bible says Jesus saw her. Yeah, yeah. All right. All right. Yes, yes. She doubled over. She doubled over. Her chest is parallel with her knees. She's been over, been like that for 18 years. She has a severe curvature of the spine. She has not been able to stand up straight for 18 years. But when she got to worship, although all she could see was the ground, yeah. The Bible says in verse 12, Jesus saw her. My Lord. Okay. All right. She, she, she's been over. She's been doubled over for 18 years. She makes it to worship. Yes. But all she can see is the ground. But something strange happens in verse 12. Yeah. Uh, uh, although she couldn't see Jesus, the Bible says Jesus saw her. Some of you still missed your child. Maybe it hasn't hit you yet. But listen, let me inform you. The only reason you are up in here this morning is not because you first saw Jesus. The reason you made it is because Jesus first saw you. Even when you couldn't see him. Am I preaching to anybody in here this morning? And listen, whenever life circumstances bend you over, uh-huh. just know even when you can't see him, if you keep pressing your way to worship, uh-huh. hey, hey, the Lord can still see you. Yeah. I guess that's why the hymn writer wrote some years ago, why should I feel discouraged? Why should the shadows come? Why should my heart feel lonely? Long for heaven and home when Jesus is my portion. My constant friend is he. His eye is on the sparrow. 
and I know he's watching over me. Listen, can I give you a testimony? That's why when I'm having a tough week, uh, I don't ask God for a whole lot of stuff. Sometimes I just ask him, Lord, help me make it to Sunday morning. Uh, If I just make it to church on Sunday morning, uh, I, I just believe there's a word for my situation. Yes. If, uh, if I just make it to worship on Sunday morning yes. and, and be in the atmosphere and see you in worship with me and hear the praises going up to God, I just believe he wouldn't bring me this far to leave me. Yes. I don't care how hellish the week has been. I just ask him, Lord, help me make it Sunday morning. Yes. Let me make it to an hour of power. Uh, if I could make it to Sunday morning, I just believe there's a word with your name on it. And you don't have to leave the same way that you came in Jesus' name. Yes. And then listen, not only, and I'm almost done, not only does the Bible say Jesus saw her, mm-hmm. but then it says he called her unto him uh-huh. and spoke a word to her. Mm-hmm. Now, now, listen, when 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 he saw her, he saw her condition. Mm -hmm. But when he spoke to her, he spoke her conclusion. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh Bible said he saw her. Now when he sees her, he sees her condition. Uh, But when he speaks, he speaks her conclusion. Uh, All right, okay. Uh, When he saw her, he saw her condition. But when he speaks to her, he speaks to her conclusion. Yes. He gives her a word. And listen, if you need anything straightened out in your life, uh, you need to know God has a word for you. Yes. Jesus gives this woman a word. He said, woman, thou art loose from thine infirmity. You're not shy. You must not know what loose means. Loose means to be set free. He said, woman, thou art loose. In other words, that which had you bound, Jesus says, I'm unbinding. Uh-huh. Uh, whatever it is in your past that caused you to walk bent over, he says, I'm now removing. Yeah. That which had you tied down, I'm now releasing. Yeah. That which caused you to keep looking down, he says, I'm evicting from your presence. Yeah. Luke 13, 16 says, it was Satan that had bound her. Yeah. But then listen, not only did the Lord give her a word, but then the Bible says something else interesting. It says he touched her. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Now, not only did he give her a word, but then the Bible says he touched her. He touched her. I thought it was rather strange myself uh, uh, because, listen, uh, 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 he speaks a word to her and pronounces she's been loosed from her infirmity. Uh-huh. Well, if you're speaking a word to her, and 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 uh, and and announcing that uh, she's been loosed from her infirmity. Mm-hmm. What's the necessity for touching her? Mm-hmm. He doesn't just give her a word. The Bible says he touched her. Mm-hmm. Now, when he spoke to her, he already pronounced she was loose from her infirmity of eighteen years. Yes. But then it says he didn't stop there. He touched her. Mm-hmm. Well, 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 if you spoke and healed her, what's the purpose of touching her? Mm-hmm. Well, I told you, she not only had an infirmity, but she had a spirit of infirmity, mm-hmm. which means her condition was, fit, was physical and mental. Right. And the religious law said a prophet and priest 
could not touch anyone that was considered unclean spiritually. Mm. And so his word healed her body, but his touch healed her mind. Yes. Because Jesus knew it didn't make any sense to have a straight back and still have a bent mind. Yes. Yes, yes. Let her know. Now, now my word is going to heal you. Amen. It's going to heal your body, but you need my touch to touch your mind. Yes. And maybe some folk ain't been blessed like they've been wanting to be blessed because their mind ain't right. Yes. And, and if your mind ain't that touch, you lose what he puts in your hand. Yes. I'm doing the best that I can. So the Bible says he laid his hands on her, yeah. and immediately she was made straight, yeah. and then glorified God. Yeah. You missed your shout. Yeah. The Bible said he laid his hands on her, yeah. immediately she was made straight, yeah. and she glorified God. Oh, thank you, Lord. All right, listen, whenever you read the Gospel of St. Luke, you listen, read it with the understanding that everything Luke gives you. Uh, all has the intentions of giving you a reason to give God glory. All right, all right. All right. Luke 2 and 20, uh, Luke says, when the shepherds uh, found Mary and Joseph and the baby Jesus, uh, Luke says the shepherds returned glorifying and praising God. You didn't get it. All right. Uh, uh, Luke 5, 25, Jesus heals a man uh, brought to him silk, uh, sick of palsy, Y'all remember his, his friends brought him. They tore open the roof, let him down in front of Jesus. Jesus speaks, says the man has been healed. And, and Luke says the man left the house and departed to his own house, glorifying God. You ain't get it, all right? I'm just going to keep giving it till you get you, till it gets you. Luke 7 16, uh, Jesus had just raised a, a, a dead boy. Uh, the son of the widow of Nain, mm -hmm. Jesus raised him back to life. Yeah. And, the, and Luke says, when the people saw it, Luke said they glorified God. Yeah. All right, Luke 17, 15, Jesus had just healed 10 lepers. Yeah. Luke said one of them came back and with a loud voice, y'all know what he did, he glorified God. Okay, Luke 18, 43, Jesus had just given sight to a man who could not see. Luke said the man then followed Jesus, glorifying God. Then even on the cross at 23, 47, the centurion saw what was going on, and the Bible said he glorified God. And so Luke wants you to know if you've ever been bent over by life's heavy burdens, and God has spoken a word in your situation yes. and touched your life, you ought to give him glory and give him praise. Yes. I wonder if there's anybody in here like this woman. The Bible says when she came in, she was like this. But after she got a touch, she was like this. But after she saw what God had done, she was like this. Is there anybody in here ever been like this? Because of life circumstances.
Not expected Christ in the free part of your sin. Lord, have mercy. 